0: hello everyone and welcome back to the whale nerds podcast this is our fifth episode my name is slater and i'm here with eric and caitlin hey guys hello and it is a beautiful day in Florida. the studio <laughs> we stuff. are talking about
1: weird stuff
0: okay
2: some weird stuff <laughs> weirder stuff about <laughs> whales dolphins and other sea creatures and
0: just cool stuff yeah And I think Eric is really excited about this topic, and he's going to go first.
2: Okay, great. Yeah, actually, we've been asking a lot of you for uh, your input on uh, subjects and uh, items you want us to talk about, and uh, one of my uh, buddies over from Dana Wharf wanted us to talk about uh, what's basically whale vomit and uh, mm-hmm. it's also comes out the other end too and we'll talk about it a little bit later and I'm talking about amber grease uh, which is uh, an item that comes out of sperm whales uh, and it's often you know referred to as whale vomit and what it uh, basically is is well if you know a sperm whales diet they love eating squid bigger squid and squid have beaks big old beaks uh, similar to uh, a big old parrot and uh, imagine having a bunch of those in your stomach and if they had to go out the other end it probably wouldn't be (laughs) too comfortable so there is actually a substance (laughs) that actually will coat those beaks and uh, it kind of makes it easier to come out. Uh, People often refer to it as well vomit but what uh, it's kind of a Misconception. It goes out the other end, too. Uh, so the whales can uh, eject it either from their mouths or from uh, the other end. So uh, what's been going on with it, it it's something that uh, if you look at the history of it, it's been used for many things. Currently, there is some value uh, for this item because it is actually used by the cosmetic trade. Uh, it's placed in perfume. For some reason, it makes perfume a stick uh, to the human body, better and lasts a lot longer. There are some synthetics out there uh, to take the place of the uh, of the amber grease, but uh, it doesn't work as well as the real thing. Uh, and the value is pretty high. I've been looking it up. I've, I mean, I heard values all around the world, and uh, some older ones, some newer ones. I think the latest piece uh, that was sold to a cosmetics company was about. It was about three pounds, and it went for about $70,000. Yeah, so, I think I heard close to 100000 before, too. Yeah, yeah. so it depends on the piece and depends on the, the current you know demand for it. But uh, it can be found pretty much anywhere where there's sperm whales, and uh, p- there are people who actually go uh, hunt for it for a living. I know there's a I feel how,
0: like New Zealand would be a good spot, huh? Yeah. They're always surfacing around there.
2: Yeah, also you got to remember there's certain places where, you know, grabbing Azores. something from a... A marine mammal is not there's legal, there's... so if you found it in the U.S., you you got to kind of leave it there, and you'll be surprised. You never know. You might have walking by a piece um, <laughs> out there. It kind of looks kind of like a gray rock.
1: Yeah, <laughs> were we talking to someone the other day, and we we're like, oh yeah, if you just smell a funny looking rock, it could be. <laughs> yeah, green.
2: it definitely could be. And uh, the places where it's legal, yeah, the people will give a lot, people a lot of tips on how to find it. Uh, you know, one is. Smelling it, and two, I have a weird feeling you don't want to smell it. Yeah, it's not pleasant. It's not pleasant. And then uh, some people also uh, will take like a a paper clip and just heat it up and just kind of poke the rock or what they suspected to be amber grease, and if it obviously melts, it's amber grease. And uh, if you look up the history about it, it's pretty gross. You know, I'm telling you, it comes out of uh, both ends of the whale. Uh, It was used for incense at times. Uh, It was also uh, consumed. Uh, by certain cultures, so that's kind of oh, gross weird. to think that people used to do that. <laughs> Ew. Wow, this is a really weird topic. You're, I'm going to make it right. even more
1: weird. Are you ready?
2: I'm not
0: listening.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so related to the sperm whale, the dwarf and pygmy sperm whales, we actually just learned this at um, the Exploratorium. The Kogia species, they can um, sequester ink from the squid they eat, and then they have like this other organ to store it in along their digestive tract, and they can excrete ink when they're startled that's pretty nutty that one blew my mind that was really cool <laughs> but do you think it's just
0: like if they're startled they pee and it just it happens it's just because of what they eat
1: yeah well they have like how do this, they know they have that they found a sack. little sack yeah when they cut open they did an ecropsy of one that was on the beach and it had a sack off of the digestive system that was just full of ink and like They don't make it themselves, they get it, they somehow can extract it from the squid they eat. And then they do release it when startled, there are are a few videos of them releasing it when startled, which is pretty nutty.
0: I want to see a uh, pygmy sperm whale, those teeth that they have on them, those are crazy. Yeah, they look really sharp and pointy.
1: Yeah, kind of scary.
0: But I guess the the sperm whale's teeth are sharp and pointy too, but it just doesn't look as extreme as it does on the pygmy sperm whale.
1: Yeah, because their mouth is so little.
0: Those are pretty cool. I definitely want to try to see those. Where can you see the pygmy sperm whales at?
1: I mean, supposedly you can encounter them off the coast of California, but they've only ever seen them dead.
2: There was actually a stranding of a uh, pygmy sperm Mm. whale, I Mm -hmm. believe off of uh, Malibu? Just Uh, a couple days ago, right? Probably about a month ago,
1: yeah. I thought there was one more recent than that. Could you
2: imagine finding something
0: like that on the beach?
1: That would be insane.
0: you would be like, what? I'd
1: be, yeah I'd be freaking out Especially because
0: I know what they look like now Within like the last couple months I've looked at them But if I didn't know What they were I'd be like like I just found a new species (laughs) I'd be like On a selfie video Like yeah I just found A new species You guys right here on (laughs) Malibu beach
1: I've seen um, videos Of killer whales Hunting them off of Like the Canary Islands Too this past summer Um, They are encountered I think in almost All the subtropical waters If I'm correct the dwarf or the pygmy sperm whale. I know they see them in the Gulf of Mexico. You can see them off the west coast of the United States. You can see them in the Atlantic. So they're just very elusive. I mean, we don't really know a whole lot about them. Kind of like beaked whales.
0: Yeah, another really cool species is the northern and southern right whale dolphins.
1: Yes. No dorsal fins.
0: Yeah. that's And it's cool because I've seen the northern right wheel dolphins, all of us have. Mm-hmm. V- we're very fortunate to favorite. be able to have them um, show up here in the Monterey Bay. And it's just every time, at first you're like, oh, sea lions. And then you're like, oh, those are moving a little bit quicker. And yeah. then, yeah, it's just it's crazy to see an animal without a dorsal fin. It, it's just, also it looks kind, kind of, of funny.
1: Yeah. And it's, one time I was um, at the wheel of the boat because the skipper needed to step out of the wheelhouse one time. And it was like foggy but then the sun was starting to come through so there was like this weird glare on the water you couldn't really see anything and a couple of them buzzed the bow of the boat and it freaked me out i like let off the engines cuz i was like what is happening in front of us i couldn't it was like this weird like illusion happening underneath the bow and it, i realized after the captain came back to the wheelhouse i was like you know what i think we just had some northern right whale dolphins bow ride the boat but you can't see with the glare and so it just kind of freaked me out for a second i thought we were going to run something over and then they took off
0: that's funny one time i was driving the overnight boat and i was going between leaving from newport and i was right between uh catalina and san Clemente, and it's like two in the morning and i hear like like phew, phew, phew. like not <laughs> like that but like you know like them like moving f- and it, i i walked outside and it was pitch black but it just could have the deck lights on and you could see the, like, the common dolphins glowing in the water. Oh, like glow like, sticks. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, And I remember I, like, cool. I like, couldn't leave the wheelhouse, obviously, but I wanted to, like, show someone. <laughs> <laughs> I get on the PA, and I'm like, all right, everybody wake up. We got some common dolphins here. <laughs> Two in the morning.
1: That's really cool. That's something I want to see. One time I was on a survey ship, and I, I slept through it. I didn't even know it had happened. My fellow observers were like, oh, yeah, we saw the dolphins in the bioluminescence last night. I was like, why didn't no one come get me? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty cool experience.
2: That's another weird thing we could actually talk about is uh, popular places that actually uh, experience bioluminescence. I know a lot of uh, people who are out at sea is, uh, are pretty interested in that or want to see that.
1: Yeah, you I don't know. know too much about it other than we can see it in Monterey Bay. The best place I've seen it is Elkhorn Slough. And then on New Moon nights, I have seen it from the cliffs in Big Sur. The the,
0: the field or the bathroom dock or the pump out. Yeah, back in, in Newport Beach. In Newport Harbor. There. <laughs> one time I, I was eating a, a pack of M&M's on the back of the, the boat and I dropped one and it rolled off and landed in the water and it made like a little blue ring, like, you know, like <laughs> splash. I don't know. I don't yeah, about it. a
2: year ago, me and Slater realized, yeah, we, we both knew of a consistent spot back in Newport that would... Uh, would always have bioluminescence but uh, yeah like you said it is a, a pump out station if you're a boater you probably know what i'm talking about yeah it's where they basically dump poop and uh it's not something where you really want to put your hand in but uh it's that was one consistent your M&Ms spot. Can go in it. yeah <laughs> and wow. then uh here in the monterey bay i know a few of us have been lucky enough in the summertime to go into the elkhorn slough area and uh go paddle around there and, and when it's pitch black and uh and find the bioluminescence. You guys just went this last summer,
0: right?
1: Yeah, yeah. we've gone, I think Eric and I have gone every well, summer with Three other or four friends. years almost, yeah. Yeah, three or four years in a row. <laughs> every
0: year I think I've said I'm gonna go and then I don't go. <laughs> yeah, this exactly. This you have to go,
1: <laughs> but I've also seen it in Puerto Rico when I was a kid. I guess, I think it's pretty consistent mm-hmm. there. They, they like anchored two boats and then like put a tarp in between them and then you could swim under the tarp and it would glow while you were swimming. I know like there's a lot of photos that come out of Tasmania
0: and, and Australia, south of us, uh, San Luis Obispo, I think they have like. A, oh really? Yeah, there's been like these people are doing long exposures off the cliff onto the the shore break, and it was all bioluminescent well, waves. Yeah,
1: last year we you could sit on the cliffs in Big Sur and see it too. Yeah. And I sat down there and watched it. Uh, Carmel Bay too. Actually. Yeah, Carmel
2: Bay had some. Of that it was one about here. this time last yeah. year,
1: like yeah. February March.
2: In case you guys are, I'll, I'll quickly go over bioluminescence. It's just uh, what we have out here. What we're seeing in the Monterey Bay is uh, dinoflagellates, a little type of plankton that uh, usually when disturbed, uh, create this uh, light, their own light. And it's a chemical reaction uh, within the animal. Uh, I believe it's luciferin and luciferase. They interact with each other, you know, and uh, they create this uh, bioluminescence. And uh, all kinds of different creatures out there have it. Some use it as defense. Some use it to actually communicate. Some use it to signal others. Some use it as a alarm. It's kind of weird. Like, uh, they'll actually... Create bioluminescence to uh, draw in a bigger predator mm-hmm. to uh, actually scare away what's going after them, if you get what I'm saying. So, yeah, yeah. there's still kind of a, a lot of uh, mysteries out there about it and also. It's kind of neat. Every animal uses it in a a different way.
1: And a lot of deep sea animals end up using bioluminescence in a a whole multitude of ways. What we see near shore is dinoflagellates, but there's a whole other suite of deep sea creatures that use it too for communicating in the constant darkness.
0: And if you guys want to look at some of those creatures, you can go to that place we were talking about on YouTube, MBARI. M B A R I. And uh, they have tons of videos of awesome creatures down there.
1: Yeah, they do lots of deep sea work with ROVs, and they've been able to capture some incredible stuff in Monterey Bay, in the Channel Islands. They do a couple other sampling sites around the Pacific. Pretty awesome
2: stuff. There was actually a, a short documentary also on bioluminescence the other day. I want to say it was on Netflix or something, something about light. And I re- don't recall, but some of you might have seen that already. Actually, maybe I can. The Well Detective? Up. Not well detected, but there's a, actually a documentary strictly about bioluminescence. Let's see. If oh, I can. I'm so sorry. Yeah,
0: there's that. The, there's a, something coming out this next week or this past Friday.
1: Oh yeah, from BBC Two. Um, it hits the US in a couple months, but it comes. Oh, it out. came out on the eighth in the UK. The Whale Detective. About the whale that breached on the kayakers. I was actually out that day and saw the aftermath.
0: Uh, We might be in it. We were on the... the...
1: Oh, they came and filmed on... Yeah, yeah. they
2: filmed on various uh, boats out here in the bay.
1: (laughs) Tom Muscle and his girlfriend. That was crazy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, what other weird stuff can we talk about? I have some ideas um, that we can just run through quickly of, like, fun facts of weird things that some species have. Narwhal. Narwhals. Yeah, narwhals. And their tusks. Yeah. You want to go? You want
2: me? You to go? go for it.
1: So, they're a tooth, <laughs> believe it or not, that grows in a spiral formation out of the front of their face, and if you were able to look head-on to a narwhal, it is asymmetrical, and the ma- only the males get them, and I think it's a secondary mature like sexual maturity characteristic really. Um, and then sometimes they get two. So they'll have one tusk is the really pronounced long one, and sometimes they'll have a second one, a smaller one, growing out of the front of their face.
2: And it's the left one is that's yes. the longer one that's all yes. the time, right? Wait, yeah. yeah, what?
0: There's actually two?
2: Yeah, it grow- yeah, well,
1: not all of them, but it not grows of out one. of the left side of the face for most, and then sometimes <clears> some of them will get a second tooth to erupt out of the front of the face on the right side.
0: Wow, I wonder if they can feel that. I, I like mean, your I guess tooth it'd be, growing in right i feel like <laughs> really getting, long when one. your
1: wisdom teeth come in maybe it's just like this dull roar all the time <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um Beaked whale teeth are also nuts
2: yeah but these uh, narwhal tusks uh, for decades we kind of were kind of just guessing about their usage but uh over the years they've realized that there's a lot of nerve endings actually uh, in that uh tusk so there is some thought that these animals can actually kind of use it as almost like a communication thing, kind of touch-to-tusk. The um, also, there's some um, word that they could be using it kind of just, you know, literally just waving it through the water and kind of sensing uh, conditions out there. Obviously, probably temperature and salinity and uh, all kinds of maybe even vibrations from uh, from uh, prey out there. Mm-hmm. I would have
0: thought they would use it in like a school of fish and whack it back and forth and then
2: pick up the dead fish. Oh, like a, like like a goldfish? Like, yeah, yeah, like a, like a fish, you know. Never know. Fish. They might be able to do that yeah. too.
1: I mean, they live in such remote areas that the opportunities to study them are so far and <sighs> few between.
0: I think one of my huge goals is to go and sit. There's this place that you just sit on the sea ice and like, they just you know it's like they know it's a route that they come through I guess yeah, yeah. and they just come right between like narrow sheets of ice or yeah. two pieces of ice and go right down the middle of it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty yeah, insane.
2: Yeah, one creature I definitely I want to see it. Want to see? Did yeah. you guys watch Aquaman? No. Yeah. If you blink you might miss it but there's a scene where a narwhal impales a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like to rub my eyes. I didn't like, see Did it, that but just there happen?
0: Was, there was blue whales, there was humpbacks. There were some dolphins, I think. There were humpbacks without
2: tubercles that kind of upset me. (laughs) Honestly, you guys, I didn't notice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's something that Eric and I ruined movies for ourselves with. Really? No,
0: I think there was tubercles, maybe in one of the scenes because there was like one scene that they were really showing up close, and most of them they're shown way far away. Uh,
2: Maybe one of the animators got lazy further into the movie, but yeah, I definitely. He's like, we said they had them. Now I gotta (laughs)
1: watch it to fact check for you guys.
2: They had gray whales in the Atlantic, because don't forget, the, the, the movie's that based to be out a of... That thing. Yeah, but it's obviously based in current times, unless it's one of those uh, ones that went through the Arctic. Yeah,
1: it was a, it was a wandering gray whale. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, but very hey, quickly, Aquaman guys. Yeah, man can do anything. Yeah, but very quickly, guys, I just don't mean to go off subject, but uh, if you are interested about learning about more about bioluminescence, and you don't want to uh, read a book, uh, you can, and you just want to watch something about it, yeah, I just looked it up. It was... Uh, on Netflix, look up uh, "Creatures of Light." Uh, that is actually a short little documentary on bioluminescence, kind of give you the uh, basics of uh, what these uh, little creatures can produce and what they use it for.
1: Nice, thanks for that. So my other weird one is beaked whale teeth.
2: Those are weird. Those are weird. That was creepy. Looking. I had
0: no idea until what, like, a, not even a month ago that they're, and I have the poster on my wall that shows them. <laughs> I didn't know they had little teeth that stick out of their.
1: Usually, cheeks. the males have the most prominent. It comes up out of the bottom jaw <clears throat> and erupts um, like outside the lips. And it's even weirder when you combine it with the fact that there's like usually a pretty healthy population of barnacles growing on the teeth. So they have like yeah, these little. Yeah, it's odd. I don't even know how to describe it. Like these little pom poms on their face, but <laughs> are barnacles growing on their teeth? And the males will rake each other with those teeth. And so you'll see, like, two long line, parallel lines down um, the other male's bodies because they scratch each other as a way of displaying dominance with those. But then you also have, um, like, the strap-toothed whale where those teeth then start to grow up and over the top jaw. And sometimes that's what ultimately leads to their death is that they, like, seal their own mouth shut with this tooth that grows over the beak it's just totally bizarre i mean they are suction feeders so if they can still open the mouth enough to like slurp up a squid then it's not a big deal but sometimes it completely closes the mouth
0: yeah and back up to those barnacles growing on the teeth um there's barnacles that grow all over the whale's body some of the whales Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the gray whale or humpback
1: Yeah, and those barnacles are actually what they call endemic to that species of whale. So a gray whale barnacle will never be found anywhere else but on a living gray whale. Um, They don't exist on rocks. They don't exist on other types of whales. So they each have their own specific species of barnacle. There are some other, like, types of, like, more like a gooseneck-looking barnacle thing that can grow on multiple species, but those, like, classic big barnacles are... Yeah, there's only
2: one freaky uh, exception to that gray whale... A uh, barnacle. Um, some of you, uh, Elisa actually told me about this. There was a uh, a killer whale calf that washed up a long time ago that had one gray whale barnacle. On really? It. Yeah, I got I want I got to ask her about that. But yeah, there's only yeah. one case ever where a gray whale barnacle ended up on another animal. That's interesting. Yeah, I got to look that up.
1: They actually were That's able really to weird. tell the. Um, you can. So the barnacle life cycle is timed with the whale life cycle. So when the barnacles um, spawn because they're free spawning or they, well, yeah, their larvae end up free floating. So yeah. they, they, they spawn directly to each other and they're all hermaphroditic, but the larvae mm-hmm. after they've formed are floating and then they settle on new material to grow on. They do that at the same time that the whales are in the breeding ground. So that their likelihood of landing on another whale is the highest. And so when they come home from the breeding grounds is when they have the heaviest barnacle loads. And when they're headed to the breeding grounds is when it's the lightest because they've fallen off throughout the whole year. Um, And the northern and southern right whales have similar barnacle subspecies of each other because they're similar species of each other. And you can tell the last time that the northern and southern right whales interacted um, and had some kind of overlapping range based on the barnacle genetics as well as the right whale genetics.
2: Oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> a
0: pretty recent paper, right?
2: That talked yeah, about that? Yeah,
1: just a few years ago. So they're saying
0: that at one point in time they were together, and that's, and they know that because of the barnacles that are found on both. Yeah,
1: yeah, they are able to corroborate the barnacle genetics and the right whale genetics, to kind of show that there was there was a re- more recent. Interaction between the two substances. Who's just
0: putting these things together? (laughs) Science man. Well, if they both eat Captain Crunch, you know they must. (laughs) What what?
2: post grad (laughs) students desperate to you know to think of something creative. You know that is creative though. But it always yeah it always ends up helping helping science. And it's yeah there was actually a big old paper about whale barnacles uh, that was released recently, and it it can kind of give you almost uh, exact uh, travel migration patterns of these animals too. You know, uh, seeing what they've picked up on their bodies. Um, but there's another thing uh, whale ice. That's another yes. neat little thing that also uh, pops up on these creatures. And unfortunately, it's something that um, you can't really see uh, unless you're really close up on the animal. But sometimes the, anim- the whale ice is on the animals in such great abundance, you can see them from a distance. Uh, mm-hmm. Slayer, you were just talking about. Our old buddy Scarlet, right? And
0: Big Red. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of them. It's so weird because I haven't seen whale lice since those whales. And, and yeah. The humpbacks in Monterey, there's been like one that I've seen with a little bit of red, but nothing like what I saw on Scarlet or the Big Red. And I think there was another one in Newport. But yeah. they, one of them, I mean, Scarlet was completely head to like tail mm-hmm. covered. Well,
1: so back up and t- tell the story of, of Scarlet because there's a, there's kind of a reason why there was so much lice on her.
0: So, Scarlet, I can't tell you the dates, but was first seen. Let's just say the beginning of summer, and then she showed up with an entanglement. Mark Gerardo was the first to find this whale with an entanglement. had an entangled pack and something um over the fluke as well, and then they. It was I think it was like bad weather and rainy that day, and they lost the whale. Mm-hmm. And then she came back multiple times, but no one was able to disentangle it. I yeah. think it just like wasn't working Conditions out. Just yeah, out and then. Up. Uh, she she left, came back, and then I happened to be filming her with the drone, and she kicked, she did a bunch of tail throws and like breached, and then ended up breaking the mm. rope or whatever, and then she had nothing. I I yeah, I, I she actually freed herself. yeah. So and I have pictures of her completely freed from the drone, and that's how we kind of like verified that she was free. And then you know she stuck around for the whole rest of the summer, and she. Pretty much got healthy from what it looked like. I mean, yeah. all of her lice, like like I said, it was from head to tail. And then at the end of that, it was pretty much back to normal with just yeah. a little bit of spots.
1: So sometimes heavy lice populations can be indicative of bad health um, for a whale. Sometimes it also like could be localized on the body like whales like Scarback where it's just around an injury. There's a lot of lice. Um, but sometimes when they're just completely head-to-toe in lice, it means the whale's not doing so hot.
0: Probably because they're moving a lot slower, too, right? If they're yeah. entangled or something. Yeah, and
1: then as they get better, oftentimes, like you saw with Scarlet, the lice load comes off. And yeah. so, but she didn't end up
0: making it anyway. I was just going to leave that part out.
2: <laughs> I know. That's why I got sad when I said Scarlet. Yeah, yeah there was a few whales down in uh, Southern California, a few humpbacks, I should say, that uh, were kind of like local celebrities, and all of a sudden they just, you know, mysteriously just passed.
0: It's weird because, you know, you get kind of attached to these whales. Yeah. Because you see them, like, it's, in Newport, when you see humpback whale, it's like you see that humpback whale, and usually only maybe a couple others come through. But, yeah. like, Wally, the first one that passed, was there, like, every single day yeah. for from, like, June to, like, the whole summer. I mean, yeah. and then Wilma, which ended up being, Wally ended up being a girl after we found out when she passed. But um, they were, then they joined together, hung out the whole rest of the summer, fed together, and then, I don't know, a couple months later,
2: that w- that one showed up floating. Mm. So there's at least three, yeah, that hung out in Southern California that we, the fleet out there knew pretty well that passed. There's uh, Wally, uh, Scarlet, and then there was Evergreen. And who yeah, else? Yeah, I forgot about Evergreen. Uh, was, I can't think of any more. It's but,
1: kind of an uh, interesting thing to think about for conservation, though, for especially Scarlet. Like you, look at, you watch a whale that gets entangled, throws the gear, seems to get better, and then still ends up, Um, not making it through the next, like, six to eight months. So what does that mean for health impacts of an entanglement long-term?
0: See, but I don't even know if that entanglement even had that much impact on her, seeing that, you know, hearing stories where um, a whale carried something from, like, Alaska all the way down south or Mm -hmm. something like that, Mm -hmm. or, or... to Hawaii or something crazy yeah, where they carried yeah. a trap all that way and still made it and then broke free or got disentangled. But
1: then we don't know if it lived through the next yeah. summer. That's the thing. So it's it's an interesting new set of questions we have, and that's actually what Ted Cheeseman at Happy Whale is going to work on for his PhD, is trying to figure out what this long-term survivorship but is. there's
0: whales like Wreck that you know have been entangled more than <laughs> once. Yeah. And he in – is it a girl or a boy do we know? I don't know. Yeah, but that whale is a wreck, literally <laughs> – but it's still a rad whale, and, you know, it seems to be feeding here every summer.
2: Yeah. Oh, hey, uh, back to the whale lice. Wasn't there some talk that they can actually almost be helpful, like in the Scarback's case, actually be cleaning yes. out?
1: Yeah, so what I explained to wound? people is the barnacle situation is a commensalism, so... Um, the barnacle gets all the benefit. It doesn't help or hurt the whale. The lice is a mutual relationship, so the whale and the lice get a benefit out of it. The lice gets a place mm-hmm. to live and something to eat, and then the whale gets a free cleaning service for its skin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, if you've ne- uh, if you've never uh, seen whale lice up close before, they're pretty neat. I always describe them as kind of looking like a pink aquatic tick and their feet are like needles i mean that's how they really cling on to uh the whales yeah they hook
1: into the whale skin enjoy the
2: ride and uh believe it or not some of our larger whales out there are so big and have so many barnacles and whale ice on them i mean it's hundreds of pounds of uh, little creatures living on them and they're not exactly uh, harmful as you can uh, you know, see by what we're telling you And there's even some thought Especially with like humpbacks out there That uh, sometimes those barnacles are almost like A set of brass knuckles, you know, especially for the males They can kind of use them to uh, Kind of treat them as body armor You know, kind of whack other males with uh, The areas on their bodies where there's barnacles Is often on uh, their chin area um, You know, sometimes even some Along their pecs So... And that's kind of why you yeah, see fish um, a of times. on a, On like a male humpback
0: mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of scratches along the back of their body or yeah. just on the top side of their body yeah. and that's yeah. probably from the other humpbacks scratching yeah. the barnacles yeah, They're that competitive like charging, charging
1: up each other's backs with their chins rubbing across the back of the other whale like batman he's so scuffed up one of the really old whales, males we see in monterey he goes to mexico every year um, and he, all his tubercles have white scuff marks all over them he has a big mohawk on the back of his fin where it's just been beat up year after year after year. Even the top of his flukes are really white because of all those years in the competitive groups. Yeah, you know,
2: and what we're describing here, folks, is when uh, the humpbacks get into their uh, competitive behavior, when the uh, males kind of go out there and race each other and compete for the right to be with a female, and they, they beat each other up sometimes. Yeah, those
0: competitive groups can be a really crazy thing to watch, too. Uh, what, 80,000-pound animal breaching on top of another? <laughs> you know... <laughs> Sumo
1: wrestling. (laughs) Yeah,
0: a lot of it. I I don't feel like they were breaching on each other. They were definitely rolling into each other. Yeah. But I saw more of just like long bubble streams, Mm -hmm. diving. I mean, they would they would be going north and then they would be going south and then they'd be going east and then they'd be like and they would dive under your bow, all four or five or six of them, Mm -hmm. and like they didn't care. They were just going. Like nothing was. They didn't care about anything else around them other than chasing that girl around.
1: Yeah, it's pretty pretty insane. I mean, it, it and it's kind of hard to like. What we think would be a fast-paced, intense thing is slowed down so much in the water, but it's still just as intense, and that's, like, really fast-paced for a whale. Like, life moves at a completely different speed when you live in the water.
0: And those things were moving a speed that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> they were going, and, and it's crazy because you could, you could, like, leave that those whales, you know, and continue on and watch, you know, like a mom and calf somewhere mm-hmm. or whatever else was going on, and those whales would be still going like miles in the distance just breaching peck slapping you know tail throws and just and it seemed like for over an hour yeah longer probably i mean yeah
1: i mean i think they probably just do it off and on all day in monterey mm -hmm. when the whales stay really late like this year we had a few competitive groups and it was funny because i think what happens for the whales is they start to get this hormone surge timed with when they're supposed to be going for migration i think it helps cut down on their their feeling of appetite but the food was still there in front of their face so they'd like get in a competitive group for like 15 minutes and then they'd then stop all, and then they'd lunch eat. feed together Yeah. <laughs> and then they'd get in a competitive group and then they'd get back together and eat.
2: you ate
0: the last anchovy. Okay? Yeah it was pretty
1: funny to try and watch them like figure out what they were doing and it was it was honestly kind of hard to keep track of them on the boat too because they kept changing direction and doing different things and splitting up and getting together. But it was pretty funny I was like I think they don't know what to do eat or start chasing <laughs> each other.
0: Sounds like when we are watching Fat Fan, we don't know what direction he's going to oh, come up Oh, he's just – I think some of that he's is – He's a like California transient. I don't know his numbers.
1: 171B, uh, yeah. yeah. right?
0: Yeah. I think you're right.
1: Sometimes I think he does that to mess with us. He's like, hee-hee, watch me do this. And then you're like,
0: okay, I'm going to stay left because he's going to come back nope. this way. <laughs> a quarter,
1: Mile and a quarter to the right. <laughs> yeah. But um, – so talking about – just kind of finish the thoughts on the, the lice and the barnacles – Gray whales, I think, is the best example where they have, like, a kind of a self-serving ecosystem. They have such a heavy population of both that whenever a barnacle falls off and, like, leaves a small wound, the lice are instantly there, ready to clean it up, and then um, they're going on their merry way. So they're kind of fun to talk about with people. Like, they carry a whole nother ecosystem on their body with them all the time.
0: And I heard that... Um... I don't know who I heard it from, but I thought that maybe they could accumulate so much lice that it could could actually weigh them down if they were sick or something. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. same with the barnacles. They could end up with such a heavy barnacle and lice load that it actually ends up hurting them.
0: Yeah, but it would most likely they would probably already have been sick Yeah, or it's something usually, slowing yeah. them down usually so that they if, would accumulate that many barnacles.
1: Yeah, usually if the whale's not doing good, then that's another way to kind of diagnose their health. Uh, they also get these weird things called pinella. Um, which like burrow under the skin, and sometimes you'll see like the, the back end. Yeah, of it those are kind of
2: kind of creepy and neat looking. Yeah, they actually uh, are. You, you'll see something you know coming out of a whale. And you're like, is that thing like a foot long coming out of it and bright red? And yeah, those are usually uh, penella copepods. Yeah, okay, and they, and they have them their... on fin whales as well, right?
1: Yeah, fin whales are one of the most obvious that. Have yeah,
0: a... I've seen one that was bad. It had like hits kind of all over it.
1: His... Yeah, their skin always looks yeah, pockmarked then... from those Pinella. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly.
2: Um, you know, one year also. actually and uh, back in uh, Dana Wharf me and uh, just happened to be on a boat with Shane and we actually saw this uh, minky breach and it looked like it had dreadlocks. There were so many Pinellas on really? it actually. They were all swinging in unison together. So, yeah, so uh, it could be, yeah, like we talked about earlier, it could be all over these animals at Sometimes,
1: times. Sometimes um, dolphins that go to, like, warmer areas get these little copepods on the trails, of, on the tip of their... Dorsal fins. Dorsal fins, on their flukes, Flugs, on yeah. their I've seen ball with
2: it all. Yeah, those know. are uh, Xeno, uh, Xenobloinus? Yeah, yeah, that's
1: it. Yeah. yeah, huh, that's what it is. <laughs> those, uh, those, <laughs>
2: offshore, those offshore killer whales got them, too, remember? Those little yeah. things, long ones, yeah.
0: Um. Shoot, I had something I wanted to say. Sorry. No, it's all right, I just... It was, it was really cool. Now they're gonna miss out. What on What about
1: it. remoras?
0: <laughs> oh, I have, okay. So I have a common dolphin, a picture of common dolphins breaching with remoras on them. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Yeah,
2: down here, uh, you know, I should say up here actually. Yeah, it's kind of a, a rare sighting. But I remember back uh, back down south, yeah, seeing some of the, the blues, yeah, uh, uh, you know, have them, and uh, sometimes our, our dolphin would have them too. Um, depending on what species of remora, I don't I don't think they get that big here. But man, back east. Man, they're like... like good 12 like inches maybe? I saw Bigger than that. Maybe. Yeah. maybe even about three times that size. Like yeah. They're on mana rays sometimes and stuff like that, so yeah, they, they get pretty big depending on what part of the world you're in.
0: Back but. to that minky well breaching that you are uh-huh. talking about. Okay, tell me what you guys think about this. We had this day in Newport, right off Newport coast, like right where the, uh, it goes into Laguna Beach, and there was a minky well that breached, and then I swear to you, like eight more all over the place. Minky Wells. Not just one. Like in there and I have pictures what? of all of them doing it. And then I, I had enough time to get video of them doing it. Like all wow. sorts of stuff. And it was going on for a while. Like they were just continually breaching all over the place. And like I wonder if it was some like maybe like meetup. Like, a social ta- event yeah, or something crazy.
1: Communicating to each other. Yeah they're
0: breaching. Kind of, yeah it, <laughs> wow. was real, it was like and you know Minky Wells don't breach that much. I no, had other other than that it. time I had one other time with Minky Whales breaching, it was the first time I ever was on the news. Mm-hmm. This Minky Whale breached like 15 times wow. with his mouth open. You can see the baleen.
1: Our Minky Whales in Monterey hate us. I've never seen one I've seen one here. <laughs> in,
0: two, two, not, in two and something years, I've only seen one.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I guess they see them um, closer to shore around the 17-mile drive, like a Silmar Beach area. And I've had them, like, blow by me a few times if we've been in there watching other whales. But I, we haven't seen them for a long time, really.
0: The last time I saw one was actually your family was on the boat, your mom oh, right. and yeah, your mom and dad, and then uh, there wasn't very many of us on the boat. It was like a, it was an all day trip. Oh, it was or something. an all
1: day trip. I think yeah, and I think that's where we were, right? We were on our way down to Cypress Point, and we. I saw I want to say
0: we were off. We were back in the the bay, and we were closer to like Marina Beach or something.
1: Oh, maybe we always used to so my first summer, my first two summers in Monterey, like 2014, 2015, we used to see him off Cannery Row like every day. And the passengers would never see them because we'd spot it from like (laughs) three hundred yards out, and we'd try and slow down and look at it, and it'd be gone.
2: Yeah, minke whales are one of the whales that I I have to see at least like two times before I bring it up to the passengers. Just like harbor porpoise.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) I think a lot of us naturalists out there know the reason why. Yeah, these animals can get kind of elusive.
0: And they can get kind of friendly. I've had times where minke whales are like bow riding on the boat. I've seen. Yeah, it's so nutty. I have it from the drone on the Western Pride. And, and I know a couple other people that have video of it come, flipping up on their side, going back and forth underneath the Zodiac so and looking crazy. at its eye.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they can
0: go both ways, but usually they're, like, 80% elusive. Yeah. they like, 99% elusive than <laughs> 1% uh, close encounters.
1: Well, I've seen photos out of Iceland, too, where, like, they'll kind of, like, spy hop or, like, put their chin up a little bit and look at the boat and stuff. But, yeah, in Monterey Bay, I've never had an encounter like that. Never.
2: I think our buddies down in Newport had that one follow them, right? Yeah, that's one what I was talking day. about. Yeah, they had that one follow them. That's and it's pretty done neat. twice on that boat. Yeah, that's so cool. If you folks are wondering why these minkies are, you know, why us naturalists don't mention them until we see them multiple times, uh, you're used to seeing a spout or a blow from a whale. Uh, minkies, uh, oftentimes, even if you're looking directly at them, you won't see much of a visible spout or blow. Uh, they're really stealthy yeah. at times. So you'll be surprised. Even an animal that's 30 foot long can be kind of difficult uh for us to point out to a group of passengers on board sometimes you'll
0: smell them before you
2: see
1: them
0: yeah. <laughs> yep and they, they surface stinky.
1: really fast they do have a pretty um substantial dorsal fin that's fairly noticeable but they're so quick on their surfacing that if you blink you miss it
0: yeah definitely
1: i have one other weird whale thing go for it the unfused vertebrae in the necks of river dolphins i think the lucas have something like it too They can turn their head in so many different directions because they hunt in like the river dolphins hunt in mangrove habitats and freshwater and rivers. It's really
0: brown, I think. Yeah, it's really poor visibility.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and so they can like twist all through the mangrove roots and stuff, and that that's something that's unique to them is that they can have all that maneuverability in their in their head.
0: I wonder if that's something with the other river dolphin, the one that's extinct.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. common in all of them, but I would have to look it up. But that's one of the ways when you learn how to like assess the skeletons. If you don't know what type of animal it's from, you look at the vertebrae. And imagine
0: neck. if they ate squid; they have such long beaks. Yeah, it they would be really a mess. be. Yeah, they, really oh. have, they have something to hold on to.
2: You know, we almost forgot about this. Uh, we've been uh, colossities. We forgot about that.
1: Oh yes, colossities and right whales.
2: What's a callosity?
1: Um So the those. Things that look like barnacles okay, above their yeah. eye, on top of their head, and then lining um, their chin. It doesn't actually line where their bone are. makes
2: is. them look like such a... Well, one thing you can point out is they actually... <laughs> older whales. Uh, colossi, so we'll, we'll put it plain and simple. There are these uh, these growths that are uh, keratin that are found on our, uh, our right whales. And uh, it's usually around the head area. And if you look carefully where they are, it's kind of like where... Um, facial hair would be uh, like mm-hmm. where an eyebrow would be mm-hmm. where a beard would be where a mustache would be mm-hmm. and uh, these are really tough thick growths of this hardened keratin that are um, along these animals heads and uh, they're really unique to them so you see animal with callosities you definitely know you got a right whale in the area in fact that's how they realized they had a right whale that uh, a few years ago in uh, in uh, In uh, San Diego instead of a gray whale and there is some thought that it is actually something uh, uh, useful for them they can use it as a tool I think Caitlin you were talking a little bit about that
1: oh yeah they can use it they think they can use it to help break through ice um, because when they feed in the polar areas um, sometimes they get stuck in areas where there is a lot of ice cover and then they have to find they have to make an air hole um, to be able to come up and breathe, and so they can punch through the ice. Interestingly enough, though, bowhead whales, which spend all their time in the Arctic, do not have callosities, but um, <laughs> we learned at the ACS conference back in November in Newport Beach that they can break through ice up to half a meter, so a foot and a half thick, and they don't have that same keratin growth on their head like right whales.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting why they wouldn't have it. And I mentioned how it's made out of keratin, same stuff your fingernails and hair, are made out of and uh, don't forget whales dolphins are mammals just like me and you so a lot of them do have hair on them uh, what we often refer to as vibrice. Uh so if you ever get up close and personal with a whale especially younger ones you will definitely uh, see that hair on them I know a few of our listeners have probably gone down to Baja and gotten face to face with a gray whale uh, especially the calves you'll you'll see these little hairs all over their uh, rostrum area
1: yeah they have like little whiskers it's pretty cool so yeah mammals they do have hair they're warm-blooded they give birth to live young they produce milk whale milk is like
0: that's a weird thing
1: 40 to 60 percent fat yeah it's like it's kind of like cottage cheese so because they live in water it can't be just like a straight-up liquid because the calf would never get any of it so it's like kind of chunky so the calf can kind of gulp it up yeah
2: we do know that some of our dolphin actually have a kind of a unique uh, shaped tongue when they're young to uh, allow nursing to be a little bit easier. If you were lucky enough to go inside of a young dolphin's mouth and look at its tongue, uh, its tongue has these weird little uh, fringes on it. And what it does is the young dolphin will actually kind of roll up its tongue uh, like a straw. It creates pretty much a straw, and that allows it to actually uh, get mom's milk with greater ease. Would you see any of the milk when you're in like Baja? From the you line. know what I had never experienced that but I'm sure some lucky people some have probably people, seen yeah. it before yeah kind of budget, there has maybe. to there's always feeding going on but you know when the boats around they're usually like hey let's go play with the boats instead of like mommy I'm hungry well if yeah, I see it, heard, I'll tell you
1: I've heard of some people that either in the areas where you can swim with humpback whales or in Baja they've seen it like floating it's it's kind of just like this chunky fatty looking stuff
2: yeah so a lot of similarities to us oh and back to that hair um, we were talking about Aquaman and lack of tubercles earlier on that humpback whale. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you don't know what tubercles are, uh, if you uh, look at the uh, head of a humpback whale, you see those little bumps. Uh, those bumps are actually a big old hair follicle called a tubercle, and they're actually, you know, obviously it's going to be a little hair at the end. And a uh, lot of thought that they're using him, you know, to kind of feel around him as vibrissae, you know, vibrations mm-hmm. in the water and stuff like that. And uh, vibration caused by huge schools of anchovies and curl out here in the bay so a lot of use for uh that hair on these animals bodies
0: well i think that was some pretty cool and interesting stuff about whales today um the ambergris the hair
1: narwhal tusks. The barnacles
0: the whale lice the narwhal tusk is a pretty cool one ink sacks <laughs> yeah a lot of cool stuff today i hope you guys all enjoyed that i had an awesome time talking with eric and caitlin
1: yeah, we definitely can sprinkle in more weird whale facts as we remember them throughout future episodes. But we wanted to try and get a whole bunch of them out at once because are, there are some pretty cool things that whales have.
2: Yeah, thanks guys for listening and uh, gotten some pretty good uh, feedback from people. And uh, also, if you have any, any other uh, things that you think we should bring up, subjects or weird things you want to learn more about uh, marine mammals or anything else in the ocean, let us know.
0: Well, thanks for listening. If you guys don't follow us on Instagram, it's whale nerds on Instagram. And uh, thank you so much for all the feedback and everything. We'll see you next time.
1: Thank you.
2: Thanks, everyone.